Good evening, everyone. Uh, great joy to be with you this weekend. Today, uh, you have me again twice in a row. I was up uh, on a high school youth group retreat with our uh, high schoolers this past yesterday and, and today, Friday night into this morning. So uh, just getting back today, if I fall asleep, it's not you, it's me, right? <laughs> uh, the high schoolers have so much energy. So I'm sure Father Brian says the same thing about me, though. The theme of the retreat uh, for the high schoolers is actually really, really beautiful. The theme was uh, just the word sabotage. And it comes from a quote from C.S. Lewis I'd like to share with you tonight. Enemy occupied territory. That is what the world is. Christianity is the story of how the rightful king has landed. You might say landed in disguise and is calling us to take part in a great campaign of sabotage. Meditating on this uh, this past weekend was really powerful for me. This idea that we uh, are in enemy-occupied territory. But Christianity, right, is a beautiful story about Jesus Christ who breaks into this world in a campaign of sabotage. Jesus Christ, uh, a general, a warrior, who comes behind enemy lines to rescue us. I think what, uh, for me, made this so powerful, praying with this, is that oftentimes when we hear the word sabotage, we think of people against us. Right? People are trying to sabotage me. People are trying to take my peace. I go out into the world. I wear a cross around my neck. I, I try to evangelize people. I, I uh, smile at them. And people judge me. It feels like the enemy is constantly attacking me. It feels like I'm constantly on the defense. We look out in the world, Christians are often feeling like we're on the defensive. But it's the opposite. Jesus Christ comes in this, into this world to conquer and to lay a great campaign, a sabotage against the enemy. I remember the first time uh, I got to use a chainsaw. I was 18 years old and I thought it was the coolest thing ever, right? My dad growing up, a lot of yard work, a lot of house chores, and we never had a chainsaw, so it was always the constant, you know, tree saw or wood saw chopping down trees. Apparently it builds character, as he would say. <laughs> but then when you go use a chainsaw, right, you just zip through it, it goes very quickly. Uh, one of the nice things of having that experience is uh, when I was in seminary, my, our, our first year of seminary here in Denver, the spirituality year, we go to the uh, Carmelite monastery in, in Littleton where all the um, religious sisters, the Carmelites live, and we do some uh, work for them every Friday. And since I was the one who had chainsaw experience, I would be the one with the chainsaw, I would chop down the trees, and then everyone else would have to go and carry these huge logs, right? So I had the easy work while they had to pick up these, I don't know, 400, 500 pound logs and carry them to the, the, the truck to be taken off. Um, maybe a silly story, uh, right? But I was thinking about that. When you cut down a tree, what's left? It's just the stump. 
It's dead. It's never going to grow back. When you cut it off from the core, from its roots, uh, it will never come back again. Right? When you see stumps, maybe when you're walking through the forest and you see a downed tree from a, a snowstorm, a windstorm, and all that's left of that stump, you know that that's never going to grow back again. This is the image that Isaiah uses in our prophecy today. You see, Isaiah is often referred to as the fifth gospel because his prophecies are all about Christ, the coming of the Messiah, the Messiah who will come. The gospel is about Christ, but this, the fifth gospel, so much to do with the coming of Christ. And Isaiah 11 today is this great prophecy. The discouragements, the lack of hope, that the Israelites had. It feels like the nations are against them. It feels like they're on the defensive. It feels like they're never going to overcome their enemies. But yet, there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse. Who's Jesse? He's David's father. You see, the prophecy is that Jesus will come from the line of David, a great line of kings. But the Israelites are so discouraged because it feels like everything's dead. A stump. A stump has no life. Jesus, how, uh, Lord, how are you going to bring the Messiah from this stump? Our line feels dead. The world is against us. How are we going to get through this? And yet a branch shall grow out of its roots. That's our hope, brothers and sisters, that when everything feels dead, when everything feels hopeless, that God will blossom something beautiful out of that stump. One thing that's really fascinating is the Hebrew word for branch. The Hebrew word for branch is actually Nazareth. Because what comes out of Nazareth? That branch who is Jesus Christ himself. Jesus of Nazareth who fulfills this prophecy. A branch. Jesus himself will come out of Nazareth. Will come out of that stump, the line of David, the line of Jesse. And break forth into that campaign of sabotage. He comes to rescue us. He comes to be with us. This is our hope. Brothers and sisters, one of the things Advent is all about, right, is hope. Hope that God will come again. Hope that God will fulfill the promises that he has given to us. Hope that God will come and flood my heart and transform it. That I will be converted. The words of John the Baptist, repent. Metanoiate, convert, the kingdom of God is at hand. So that's the first point for tonight, hope. The second point is once again we return to our Advent preaching series. All about the sacrament of charity, all about the Eucharist. Right, so uh, just as a summary, as a reminder, right, the first week, what is charity? Charity is friendship with God. We're called to be his friends, to love him, to be with him. 
Last week, what are the enemies of charity? What prevents us from being friends with God? Sloth, envy, and pride. And today's theme is, uh, why are we talking about charity? Why is charity so important? Why is it necessary? Why are we talking about charity so much during this time? Brothers and sisters, charity is the essence of holiness. Why is charity so important? Because it's the essence of holiness. You see, without charity, we are dead. Charity enlivens everything that we do. Charity gives breath, gives hope. It enlivens everything that we do. Right? This should remind us of St. Paul, 1 Corinthians 13. Without charity, we are nothing. You could have all the gifts of the world. You could uh, be able to pray in tongues. You could be able to heal people. You could be able to do all these wonderful and miraculous things. But if you don't have love, then you're just a noisy gong. Charity as the essence of holiness is what we long for. You see, Christianity is not just about what we do. It's also about how we do it. And that's what charity is. Every action you take, everything that you do, it needs to have the how of because I want to be friends with God. You're home for Thanksgiving. Your family says, why don't you wash the dishes? You wash the dishes first, maybe out of obedience. But ultimately, you ought to wash the dishes. Why? Because you love God. In charity, you want to be friends with him. Maybe another example of this, take a married couple. And what if the husband does everything right? He pays the bills, he makes uh, the money for the family, he goes to the store and buys flowers for his wife, he uh, spends time with her in different ways, he um, puts food on the table, maybe he cooks dinner, he cooks a delicious meal. But what if his heart's not in it? What if he says to his wife, honey, I do all these things for you, but I don't really want to spend that much time with you. I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to talk to you. It's not just what we do. It's how we do it. Charity is the essence of holiness. We need charity to enliven everything, every action, everything that we do with God. so that we can be friends with God. So brothers and sisters, what is the hope that you need in your life? Where do you feel, maybe in your heart, that it's just a stump, it has no life, that God feels distant, Pray for hope today, that God would break forth, would bring new life from what feels dead within you. And pray for that gift of charity, that charity may enliven everything that you do. I want to close with just uh, maybe a meditation or a brief thought about the saints. 
Pick your favorite saint. Why are they a saint? You see, saints don't become saints for their good deeds. It's certainly an aspect of it. St. Thomas Aquinas didn't go to heaven because he had a big intellect, because he wrote many books. Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati, he didn't go to heaven just because he climbed mountains. Saints go to heaven because they love God above all things and they love their neighbor as themselves. Charity, the essence of holiness. St. Therese is probably a perfect example of this. St. Therese, uh, some people really love her, some people uh, have uh, struggle with her in different ways. St. Therese, she died when she was 24. When she was a very young girl, she goes to the convent. She knew she wanted to become the bride of Christ at a very, very young age. And St. Therese's great mantra was what? Small things with great love. The smallest things with great love. St. Therese, in her diary, she talks about uh, the smallest things, folding a napkin, smiling at a neighbor. She was so enraptured with the love of God in her heart that even the smallest actions became the greatest and converted her in a way to love God, uh, that, that, that the essence of holiness, to have that charity within her. So brothers and sisters, may we have that same charity as well. During this season, there's often uh, many different things that can come up. And impatience, we're around family a lot. They, they tend to right, poke our buttons and, and push our buttons in different ways. Love God above all things and love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus, as we turn to you today, as we approach the greatest gift that you give us, the sacrament of charity, we ask that you would bring us deeper into your love, deeper into this charity itself. And through this great gift of charity, give us new hope that whatever might be dead within us, you might resurrect, that a branch will break forth and bring new life.